This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 33. Don't give your art away. Don't give it away. That's the first step, isn't it, to going into business. Businesses don't give their stuff away. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I am joined by my co-host, Lisa Clow of La Cree Fine Art. How are you, Lisa? I'm good. Go ahead, say well, it. That, what, say what? You're going to make what fun of me because I say the same thing every week. What do you and say? And then I make fun of you. Oh, you're I say good. I'm good. No. And then I make fun of you for saying the same thing every week. You paused. I thought it was coming. I thought for You know what, Lisa? I am good. <laughs> what? I am never better. Okay. You scared me for so, a minute. This is a show about the art of colored pencils, where we discuss tips, techniques, shortcuts, and all the nitty-gritty of this medium that we love so much. So, Lisa, who are we talking to today? We are talking with Ann Kohlberg. And you hardly need an introduction, I would think. But, you know, there's going to be new users that right. are listening, new colored pencil artists. They're listening to this interview for the first time. Right. Yeah. Take us backwards for a minute and talk about kind of what led you to where you are today? So I happened to grow up in Japan. I spent the first seven years in Japan outside of Tokyo. My dad uh, was a Lutheran missionary in Japan for 10 years, and it was the most amazing place to grow up. Japan is really, really safe. They adored, you know, my brother and sister and I, we were all blondies. And, um, so we, we spoke fluent Japanese. We, we lived in a little tiny town uh, about an hour outside of Tokyo. And I'm not sure how that influenced my art life, but it certainly gave me a really sort of a feeling of safety and trust uh, uh-huh. because it was such a safe place and they adore children. So, <clears throat> And then after Japan, um, we mostly lived in Oregon and I now live in the Seattle area. And have lived here for 35 years. How did you get started with color pencils in general? Like, what initially got that that passion for you going? So I um, I did a lot of art growing up, but you know, very home art, I guess you would call it. You know, graphite and pastel and little watercolor sets. Um, but I I really I never took any art classes because I thought. I had that crazy idea that so many people have that you have to be good at art to take an art class. And um <laughs> that is crazy, really. Isn't it? I mean, you don't you don't start piano lessons after you know how to play the piano. Right. You, you start because you want to learn. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so um uh let me see. So I was, you know, I always dabbled, I always drew. I drew a lot from life growing up. I hadn't been doing art for a little while. I had two small children was at a relative's house and saw this little drawing and she said and I asked her what 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 is that I couldn't figure out what the medium was and she said color pencil and her daughter had taken a class from Bette Borgeson in Portland she wrote the um I think it's just called the color pencil book for Northlight 
forever ago. So I went to the library and got Bet book, Bet's book and was fascinated. Oh my gosh, just so amazed you could do that with colored mm-hmm. pencil. So I went and got a little set of 24 color pencils. And, um, and what happened was I did this little piece and my neighbor said, you should put that in the county fair. And I did. I put it in the little Kitsap County Fair and it took a blue, it took first place. And it was my first color pencil piece. <laughs> like, nice. Wow. That's got to be a wit, really encouraging experience. That was that's the right word for it. It was so encouraging. And then my um, brother, my kid brother, uh, a little later, asked um, if he could buy one of my pieces. And when I say a little later, it was like my fourth or fifth piece. And I tell you that that changed the entire course of my life. Was the fact that he wanted to buy it. And, you know, I mean, so many artists, they're, they work away and their friends and relatives all want their art for free. And I, I always feel really bad about that because it sets up this whole idea that what you do isn't worth very much. Mm-hmm. It's just your little hobby. Right. And so the fact that he, he offered to pay for it, and I, by the way, charged him for it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't say just, oh, sure, here, here it is. Um it just made the difference. It really, really made a huge difference in in taking myself seriously. Yeah, and someone placing value right. on that. Yeah, right. sure. Right. So take us um, further down that road. Then from from there, what okay. that sort of had a, a shift, in, at least in your thinking about how you viewed your art and that you could make this maybe a viable income. Right? No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. I mean, that just meant that I took myself. Seriously, Seriously, yeah. I mean, there gotcha. was no no thought of income. I mean, mm-hmm. whatsoever. But it just it just made that difference of hey, I'm an artist rather right, than right. I'm just a housewife sitting at the table, you know, doodling. Yeah. So what happened then is a few years passed. I mean, I did get gallery representation within a year of starting Color Pencil. Um, how and did that happen? How did that happen? <laughs> well, you know, a no. lot of people that when they when they're starting out, especially right. in colored pencil or any art medium, they think you know this. Oh, it's an overnight success. Look at that; they got right. lucky. That kind of thing. But actually, it it takes some effort and it takes some work, right? Oh my god! What happened? Well, that actually was relatively easy. I I had uh-huh. three. I had I had three pieces that I had just finished, and I went down to Oregon to visit my parents and then we went to the beach and it happened to be they happened to be in the trunk of my car Mm -hmm. and I'd taken them just to show mom and dad my newest work and um at the beach we went into a really nice gallery and they had Asian it was kind of an Asian themed gallery and all of my early stuff was Japanese stuff from um well, obviously from pictures and slides from Japan. So mom and dad would not leave the beach until I asked them if they would look at my work. I had no intention of showing them my work, but they're like, you have to show them. I'm like, I am not showing them. And we went round and round. We had lunch and they made it clear we weren't leaving until I showed them. 
So I went in and it was so the stereotypical gallery worker. Nose was high up in the air. He he spoke, you know, with an affected air. He just <laughs> he just barely wanted to look at me, you know, and he said that there would be a jury that would be looking at the work over the weekend and they would <laughs> let us know. And mm. It was just so humiliating. <laughs> but anyway, so I go out to the car to get the pieces and, um, you know, bring them in. At this point, I'm trembling because I'm so intimidated. And he <laughs> he did like a, you know, a 180. He was like, whoa, you're doing this with colored pencil? And and it turns out he was a lovely, lovely man. And, and I showed work in the gallery for four years. Now, how long ago was that? Oh, my gosh. 80. Roughly. 86. As far as color pencil is concerned, I mean, that's relatively early on. Oh, that's that's really yeah. early. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody was doing it. I mean, Bette right. Borgeson, uh, Bernard Polan. I never saw any work anywhere. Of course, I didn't really see. I wasn't in the art world in any way. So a year after that, um, I uh, got a divorce. And I had a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And the three-year-old was... My son, uh, Kevin, is extremely, extremely autistic and also has multiple severe health issues. And I couldn't work because he was in and out of the hospital. Literally, Mm -hmm. literally six weeks didn't go by without him in the hospital. I had been an English teacher, a junior high English teacher in Oregon, but we had moved to Washington. And, you, you know, you can't just, you have to get certification for different states. So I had no money, no time, no certification, and a very small amount of child support and a little bit of SSI for for my son. So um, I I didn't have another choice. I honestly had no other choice, like none. This was pre-computer, pre-internet. I... It was welfare or art. I was poor for the next 11 years, but during that poverty, (laughs) I really, 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 really was. But during that time, I was selling work. You know, eventually I started taking commissions and... um, and that goes, the first commission came from someone who saw my work at that gallery that I oh, mentioned. Yeah. yeah. And then the commissions kind of took off and, and things got better and better. And then eventually Northlight asked me to write the, um, the, my first book, the color pencil portrait step by step. And that was 80, let me see. Well, it was 18 years ago that they asked me to write that. So like, I don't know what, I guess that makes that 87 or 97, 97. And that came out in 99. And by then I had a website and everything changed. Okay. That time, did you have flashing stars in the background of your website? Cause that's pretty much <laughs> just oh, thinking uh, back well, at what websites no, looked like minute. back then. And <laughs> angels with, with wings yeah. uh, floating, you know, <laughs> and halos. You I'm going to be disappointed if that is not what you had. <laughs> you had to have some animated GIFs on there. Yeah, Come on right. now. And some, I, uh, some of those tickers that says, get your art now that scroll across the screen very slowly. <laughs> I had swimming dolphins, just saying. Yeah, yeah. No, they all look like that. <laughs> no, mine was really quiet and very, com- 
very, it was all in browns. It was all in neutral colors. I'm so disappointed. There, <laughs> there was no angel in sight. Oh, uh, that's a real snoozer. Where's the tacky? We need the tacky at that time. Yes. <laughs> it was really tacky, wasn't it? Those days. Mine, you, oh, they mine were. was horrible. Yeah. yeah. They were all bad. <laughs> Terrible. So when the, uh, so the website, let's see. So then, let me see. It must have been, it was 99, and somebody emailed me from, well, actually, it was Deb Mason from Fredericksburg, Texas, and she emailed me. I didn't know her, but she had gotten my book, and she emailed and said, could you please give me lessons online? Now, still, this is 99, you know? This is like early times for the internet. And I said to my daughter, who was 15 at the time, I read her the email. I said, isn't this funny? This woman wants me to give her lessons online. And my daughter said, well, you could do that, but instead of doing lessons, why don't you do a magazine? It'll be easy. And I said, it'll be easy? And she said, yeah, yeah, you can do that. I said, really? And I believed her for some odd reason. (laughs) And so I sent out an email to the I think I had 200 or so email addresses from people who had emailed me who'd read the book. We'll we'll just call them fans for short. And so I emailed those fans and said, hey, if I started a monthly magazine, would you pay $25 for, for every six months for the magazine? And like they kind of started pouring in. Like in a couple of weeks, I had about 50 checks. I was like, oh, my God. So I turned to my daughter and I say okay, how do I do it? How do I do the magazine? She says, well, I don't know, but you can get a program for it. (laughs) 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 So I had to like, I like dug up, I don't know, I got front page and Oh, oh it was, that was that was the worst program ever. It was so right. horrible. I cried the first two days solid in front of that computer. I couldn't yeah. figure out how to open a page. <laughs> I, it took me two days. I yeah, so because you every- didn't have any, you didn't have any background in development work or web design or anything like that, right? You were you were certified Junior as a teacher, high right? English teacher. That was <laughs> it. That's so funny. No, I have no tech background, no business background, and no art background. <laughs> Which is amazing because look what you what you have now. You have a magazine that tons of people are subscribed to. Right. And you've helped other people publish. I'm sorry, Lisa. Go, you no, helped no, other you people publish books even. I mean, this is, this is you've been quite instrumental in uh, this colored pencil artist space. Well, I have, and I, I have, you know, I have, I have Northlight to thank for giving me that exposure. And, but I have to tell you, even though I don't even draw, you know, anymore. I mean, I hope at some point to retire or semi-retire and draw again. But there is something about something happened to me when I picked up those color pencils back yeah. in '87. I mean, it was like, oh my god, I'm home, and I just like love them. I like, I feel like. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not exaggerating when I say I feel like I was put on the earth to trumpet colored pencils. I don't know why. It's just like how I feel about them, and mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. Uh, also about color pencil art. You know, I just. I. The more I can promote it and broadcast it, and well, I had somebody come to cut my trees down today. I've got a couple of trees. My whole yard's a mess. 
but he mentioned something about his daughter liking to draw, and I'm like in the house pulling out colored pencils and kits and books, <laughs> and like, oh, you got to give her this and you got to give her that. I mean, I just, I just, it's like I can't help it. Right, right. That's really awesome. Still, a lot of times, you know, it, it, when I've spoken with people, they they give you that they give you that smirky look, like, "Are you for real?" Uh-huh, yeah, pencil. You you know, I'm going to paint. Thank right. you. Bye. You know, right. I'm not. I'm not a child. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, always but, nice to be able to show them. No, this is what right. colored pencil can do. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Right. I know it is kind of embarrassing. Still, you know, when I say, "Oh, I'm a, I'm an," I usually say, "I'm a portrait artist." When people say on the mm-hmm. plane or something, you know, who who I'm sitting next to, my seatmate. But thank goodness these days we can pull out our iPhones and right. you know yeah, yeah, right. th- and this is my work and it, you know I, it's just so much fun to watch their jaw drop. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Actually, the tree guy when I showed him, he just kind of looked at it and looked at it. It was a, a portrait of my granddaughter, and like nothing was registering on his face. And I said, "This is the color pencil drawing." And he's like, "Oh my god, that's the drawing." <laughs> <laughs> He thought it, I was showing the him reference. a photo of my daughter, yeah. of my granddaughter. It is fun. It is now fun. you do cruises to teach people. How did you get involved with that? Um, well, you know, it's one of these things. I was invited to teach on a cruise, a sort of a similar cruise, but it was for decorative artists, mm-hmm. and it was set up really poorly for everybody involved. Well, I mean, the students and the teachers. And so the next year, when she asked me again, I said, well, could we do this and this and this instead? It would be, you know, whatever. Anyway, she didn't want to hear any of it. So I just kind of crunched some numbers and thought, I I bet I could do this. And, you know, found an agent, a cruise agent uh, to work with. And we sort of laid things out. And I announced it. And that first cruise sold out in two weeks. It was, like, incredible. I think that I have now been, well, I think I just took my 24th workshop cruise in November. So it's been 10 or 11 years. Yeah, we do those twice a year, and those are really fun. How and long I taught, is the cruise for? It, they're a week. and we oh, have fun. Um, oh, yeah, it's great fun. We always have three teachers. Each mm-hmm. teacher teaches one day during the um, at-sea days, the, the non-port mm-hmm. days. And then we all eat together in one big group, you know, like one bank in the dining room and um, kind of break the rules. And then we move around from table to table. So everybody gets to know everybody. And it is by the end, it's like one big family. And they're just they're just fabulous. I mean, fabulous. This last one, we had about 45 people on, oh, wow. on that. And it was, is it growing Do you, or does it wax and wane? The in... workshop cruises or? Yes, in the cruises. Oh. The cruises, I think it depends. It waxes and wanes. I mean, we yeah. almost always fill them, but um, you know, and there's, I, I've never figured out a way to predict the market. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, you know, maybe we went to that port one time too many, or you know, maybe this wasn't the best teacher for this time. But yeah, um, I mean, they really have been very successful. We we've done Alaska three times, and yeah. Let's talk about your magazine for a second. Okay. So, how does what? Let, tell us this. What is your magazine about? What are what is the goal for your readers? You know, I was teaching to people who had who had bought my book, but over time, I see a woman who either the children have you know the children are gone. She's around fifty, and or they've been gone for a while. So she's sort of of a certain age, shall we say, and uh-huh. um, 
she has some time and this is something she's wanted to do for a long time is spend time on herself and she is eager to learn everything and anything she can about color pencil and also loves looking at beautiful color pencil work. Actually, when I, when I was working all by myself with color pencil, I mean, I was, I felt so isolated, John, you just have no idea how isolated I felt. And when Mm -hmm. I, when I heard about the color pencil society, I went nuts. Well, see that, yeah, that's kind of the, the, I I don't know what to call it. The, you're alone creating art. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of us, I mean, we're social people and we need that social connection, you know. But also there was no, I mean, there were no you know, there was no Facebook. There was there were no tutorials. There were no yeah. Books that's what I'm saying. It's that, like there was that would be that would be a very difficult thing. Even tell me what pencil sharpener was the best. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There was nothing. Sure. So this chapter, just like oh my gosh, I gravitated it to it like crazy. The CPSA chapter, yeah. and um, but anyway, so I guess part of what what's interesting is that a, I think a, a fairly large proportion of the magazine subscribers in a way, are still in that same place. They're in a small town in, I don't, I don't want to na- mention a state, but they're in a small town in a state. They don't have anybody around them that's teaching. They've heard of it online or they've seen it in the bookstores and they want to know more. And mm-hmm. that's kind of mostly who I think I'm writing for. Or another reason for the magazine, too, is that we... You know, we have the theme show and the member show twice a year, and I encourage everybody and anybody, there's no cost to it, you know, just enter, because now you're online, and now some, something happens to a person. In fact, in fact, I just got an email the other day, and I, a woman had emailed me asking for help. She's brand new at Color Pencil, and she sent me the photo reference that she wanted to work from. And could I give her any help at all on how to start? So I ended up actually putting that in the December issue of the magazine because it was an mm. interesting photo. Mm. And I thought that what she should do is work on black paper or sanded paper because it was a, lots of texture. And so I, you know, I said that. Well, she emailed me and said, somehow that made me, somehow having that in there. And it wasn't her work at all, right? It was just the photo reference. Somehow having that in there made me feel like a real artist, you know, and that just warmed my heart. Like that is kind of what the magazine is for. It's like to make us all feel like we're real. That's really cool. I love that. To be able to encourage other artists. I think that is just one of the best things. Yeah. Um, for the showcase now, we have a you know a gallery section of the magazine, and that is actually we, we have somebody, an acquisition editor. I call him. It's Bluey Acosta, and he uh, roams the internet looking for beautiful work to feature in that. Yeah, section. he's who contacted me. Really nice guy. Oh, Bluey! Oh, Bluey mm-hmm. is the. I, I couldn't possibly say enough good things about Bluey. He's fantastic, and I don't know if you know Jonathan. He just joined our team as production. What are we calling him? Production manager? Because um, I need help. And nice. he is also a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guy. So mm-hmm. I have some real good people. Very cool. So what is what is one business tip that you would give a fellow color, colored pencil artist? I don't want to just say something off the cuff. You have to give one business tip. Well, see, it's not going to seem like a business tip, but I believe in it firmly. Don't 
give your art away. Don't give it away. That's the first step, isn't it, to going into business? <laughs> you don't give businesses don't give their stuff away unless it's samples. That's a very <laughs> That's, good tip. Right. 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 Don't give it away. Uh, in fact, it's one of the things I talk about. I have what I call super workshops, kind of around the country. It's only it's limited to six people, and it lasts for five days. It's thirty hours of intensive instruction and inevitably you know how do I break out how do I make some money with this is a question that's asked and and I hear this story over and over again about my co-worker really wanted me to do this of her granddaughter and you know and they're charging like fifty dollars like, yeah I hear that all yes. the time right so, and I, mean, I was just so happy that they asked me. I went mm-hmm. ahead and accepted the cell phone picture they gave me. Yeah, it was right. two by three, you know. It's and like, then they asked the for world. 800 changes along the way. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I do have tips in the back. Actually, even though it's old, I think the tips are exactly the same. I mean, I wouldn't really change anything. I have tips in the back of my color pencil portraits book, several pages of business advice, um, particularly for commissions. You know, because that's what I did. Uh, yeah, I would just say don't. Is that published somewhere online? Is that on your website? Can people take a look at those tips on your website oh, no, anywhere? It's only in the, it's it's only in the, the book. book. Well, oh, okay. yeah, it's only in the book. Sorry. Oh. Um, and I don't even, I'm not even sure I can write whole excerpts of my book because it's not, it's Northlight's book. Yeah, I guess that's my number one tip is please, please try Try, yeah. try to feel that you have some worth, that your art has some worth. Okay, well, how about this one then? One colored pencil <laughs> tip for artists. Not business related, just like one okay. drawing tip. or Color pencil tip? Yeah. Like technique or something. Yeah, a technique. The one tip is don't quit so soon. I find that a lot of people just simply quit too soon in a piece either because they cannot tolerate the ugly stage and I that's awesome that. I love that yeah um, uh, I understand the fear and the panic when you get to an ugly stage right. um, but I know people who just then throw them out at that point or they think oh I'll sit on it and they start another piece and then that gets to the ugly yeah. stage and then pretty soon they've got five pieces and they never finished. Right. So I really love that. Yeah, now yeah. they're doing watercolor because, you know, they think they can't do color pencil. And it's, it's almost like you just uh, walked into my studio except for the watercolor part. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that so many times. And that, no, that was some of the. That you work slow is why you have. Yeah, yeah. But, I, <laughs> but that was some of the, the best advice I remember ever hearing, too. And I, I never really thought of it like that. Um, but I, I don't remember who it was, but said they said keep going, don't stop. You know, and that's essentially right. what you're saying. I really right. like that because yeah. right. that there is that tendency, especially with colored pencil, because right. it's so slow and tedious. Right. That you think, oh, I'm exhausted. I want to. I'm bored. I want to. You know, start something else. Well, and, well no, but uh, I am, I'm actually really, truly also talking about that ugly stage. So yeah, um, yeah. you know, I remember having to stay up until three and four in the morning to mm-hmm. get through the ugly stage because I couldn't. Go to normal? sleep. <laughs> okay. And for that, 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 normal hours. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I the, was going to get up at over there. six with my kids. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, see, and for if you're a newer artist, you're listening to this. You're you're just starting out in colored pencil, and what we're talking about here with this uh, ugly stage, really, it, it typifies sort of the middle of the of the drawing, especially if you're doing so. the layered technique, the layered process. Right. Well, or um, I start with my darks, so I only yeah. I do all the dark areas first, right, right, and then I start with the you know the then everything else the midtones I start with a light layer and I build up and build up well about halfway through you've got these holes of white that are just you know yeah. they're going to be the light things and they're just like empty holes of and then you've got these real darks so get midtones that aren't mm-hmm. finished and the mm-hmm. whole thing is just a mess and you can't what you just can't imagine how this is ever going to be anything I don't right. think I've ever right. done a piece where I didn't think several times this is bunk, you know. Yes. I should throw this yeah, away. You don't you don't really get that with many other mediums. I mean, I think you can push right, through it Lisa? faster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's what it is is that you push through it faster. Right. Those yeah. ugly stages yeah. just don't last as long. I mean, something that I right. would get done in colored pencil that would take me 2 weeks, I can have t- done in a day in acrylic. So, right. for right. almost the same exact thing. So, yeah, right. you are just stuck in the ugly stage a lot longer. Exactly. But and then the other thing is the other thing about not finishing or not or quitting too soon is that color pencil i find it less now nowadays but color pencil people when they start when they're beginners do tend to be too light with their values mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and and maybe that part of that is the time element and they think well i put enough time in this i must be done um but right. that's the other thing i do wish that you know, or, or not, I shouldn't say I wish, I just say advise people to keep going a little more with those values, especially when you're starting out. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course, when you're starting out, then you have the opposite ones, the ones who just like heavy handed the yes. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Everything's black. <laughs> I've, I've made that mistake before where I tried to stress a point to somebody. Okay. You need to go super light on this. I walk away and you turn back around. You're like, no, no. Yeah, because it, no. it because it's interesting because there's so many different personality styles, yeah, you know, that right. are coming to the medium, and yeah, it's like right, some right. people have a light hand naturally. I used to tell people that you would do some not the, so a much. painting class. I would teach. It was just one of those sip wines while you're painting. And oh, yeah. you, I would tell people you would do these crisscrosses back and forth. You're like kind of crossing the brush back and forth. I turn around and someone literally had X's. Their whole painting. You thought they were playing tic tac toe over there. And I, it was just like, no, no. First off, you saw what I was doing. You can see that's not what I'm doing. It's not tic tac toe. We're bad gammon. <laughs> one of my favorite teaching stories was when I'm at a workshop, you know, I've got all these people coming to pay paying me to hear from me, right? And we're I'm at the I'm at the table demoing and they're all around me. And one of the women asks the question, and one of the other women in the class says, well, what I do in that case is, and I was just like, oh. I have had that happen actually fairly recently and I had to ask the guy not to come back. <laughs> that is so that, awkward. I know. It is so awkward. That's the right word. I'm like, well, that is amazing because I know they didn't pay to hear you. It's not that, I mean, she might have had a valid point, but I always think it's so funny when somebody asks me a question and somebody <laughs> else, at a workshop, you know, and somebody else answers. Yeah. But yeah, I, I actually have far more funny commission stories than teaching stories. <laughs> the, yeah. com, the my, um, my favorite commission story is my Danny, the horse story. I was doing a commission for a man 
for his wife for a Christmas present, and she had a stallion, Danny, that I swear she was in love with. And anyway, it couldn't it couldn't be a surprise because I had to go out and take pictures of Danny. So fine, I go out to the country, and and he, she has eight mares, and I take all these pictures of these mares. They were going to be in the background, and then they all get stuffed back into the barn or stable or whatever. And then Danny, the star, comes out, the stallion. I take all these pictures of Danny. Fine, I go home. I compose what I thought was an absolutely beautiful scene with, I don't know, four or five mares way in the background. And here's Danny proudly galloping across the center with his tail high, and he's shiny, and he's beautiful. And I I cannot wait to to, um, deliver this. Mm-hmm. So they lived in Oregon, so I took it down to my parents' house, and then they came over. They were friends, and they came over to the house, and we'd hung it over the fireplace. I mean, I was so happy with this thing. And this woman walks in, stands in front of the painting with her hands over her mouth without saying anything forever. <laughs> and my heart <laughs> yeah it makes yeah. you nervous oh yeah. yeah it's starting to sink and finally she whispers where's danny <gasps> what i had done was mistaken one of the mares oh for danny. oh no oh. oh man and she says that's penny and not only that she's lame so i had somehow oh wow (laughs) oh oh my gosh you know what i'm still embarrassed i'm still turning red (laughs) when i tell that oh my gosh (laughs) so um yeah so I gave her that so at least she'd have a nice picture of penny there you go we're lame and, and then, um, yeah, if Penny weren't lame, that's what it should have been called. Oh, I love that, Lisa. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that is too. And uh, anyway, she sent me a photo of Danny, and then I just drew Danny by himself, and wow. it was all good in the end. But yeah. <laughs> so that taught me. <laughs> that you do not work from a photo that the that the client has not approved. Right, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I think color pencil, I don't want to use the word exploding. I think it's overused. But I really think yeah. it's, it's growing and that there's more and more interest, partially because of the color coloring books. And, you know, not the color pencil books, but those coloring no, books. Yeah, the adult about. coloring books. The adult coloring books. Right, I am books. so grateful for those because I think it's, right. you're right, it's bringing so many people to the medium. And, uh, yeah, I think it is. But the next step is for the world at large to accept it as a fine art medium because I don't, I mean, we're on the cusp or like some people have put, you know, put their toe over that line by by having their work in really prestigious galleries and selling it for lots and lots and lots of money. But overall, it's still, you know, the the poor, poor cousin of, of pastel in the art world. And so that's, I, I guess that's what I look forward to in the next half century. I won't be around, but um, to see it truly accepted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I hope it doesn't take that long. I mean, it, it seems like it's, the adoption might be quicker, I hope, anyway. 
it's come a long way in just the last, yeah. I mean, 10 years. Well, just since YouTube. I mean, you've got artists like Heather Rooney, and so many artists are right. showing people, look at what this does. And so more right. people are aware of it than ever before, which is really cool. Right. It's not that, yeah. I don't think it's the awareness so much as when will museums decide it's it's their it's their kind of art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that yep. it has a lot to do with light fastness and uh, yeah, you know. and it also has to do with the type of art too that we're creating. That's true. Too. Um, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, but anyway, anyway, that's that's I I'm, I really do not think I will live to see the day when it's as accepted as. Um, pastel or watercolor, I I don't think I will. I think it'll take longer than that. But um, yeah, right. But right. because of the internet, we get our work seen more right. than those in the museums. The museums have a limited right. audience, whereas those of us online, my work right. is seen so much by so many more people than it would be if right. it were in a Dallas gallery or a right. museum. That's true. So, and you have the control over yeah. it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, that's true. Well, Anne, thank you very, very much for coming on and allowing us to uh, talk to you. This has been a lot of fun. Appreciate your time very much and doing this. Well, thank you. It was a lot of fun for me, too. And I really, really appreciate this um, opportunity to talk about my favorite thing, colored pencil. Thanks. All right. And as always, you can get the show notes over there at sharpenedartist.com under the podcast folder. And that's where you can listen to every show that we have recorded. Of course, you can download the shows or subscribe to the show, rather, on your uh, cell phone, uh, any other mobile device. That way you won't ever miss an episode. And if you want to continue the discussion, you can find us on Twitter or you can head over to Facebook and post your question there under the the Colored Pencil Podcast group that you just ask to join and we'll approve you there. We've got three admins in that group. And if you like the show, please consider leaving us an honest review or a, or a rating over there in iTunes. We would really appreciate that. Or tell someone else about the show and uh, that'll help boost our rankings over there and help other people find the show. You can also contact us at podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Did you get another call, Anne? No, I'm sorry. No, I'm just, I'm really <laughs> thinking. Even in the hard questions. I'm, I'm teasing with you. I'm teasing about you. stars on your website, huh? <laughs> yeah. That was way easier. I was joking. <laughs> well, when you... Well, you may have left me speechless. Yeah, um, you had to ask the hard ones. I got some easy questions in there. Like, tell me, did your website have flashy stars? You know, I'm a deep thinker here. How long I, just you know about out, the stars? I just, I just throw out about three questions. You can pick and choose. That was just, that was just a, a cafeteria style. You know, you pick, you pick one of them.